happy Fat Tuesday, everybody. Do you know what that means? No. Am I going to explain it? Yes. It is a brand new thing that we are doing on Tuesdays for the entirety of the offseason or as long as there are names to go over. So, but without further ado, let's get into it and I'll explain what we're doing on Fat Tuesday. You are locked on A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 365 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, it is Fat Tuesday. And that means it is free agents and trades Tuesday, I'm going over guys that the A's could go after this offseason to help improve their team, or maybe not improve their team. We don't know which direction the A's are going in yet, so one of those two things is going to happen. Either they're going to sell everybody or keep going for a title, and I'm going to try and make some trades and acquisitions for the A's on Tuesdays every Tuesday, as long as there are names for me to talk about. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before I get into anything, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. And also thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. And also one of those platforms, YouTube. We are on YouTube now. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this in your podcast platform of choice, just go ahead and go to the show notes, subscribe to the YouTube page. You don't have to watch it if you don't want to, but subscribing definitely helps this channel grow. I thoroughly appreciate everybody that has already subscribed. We're at 111. Let's keep it going. I said we'd hit 100. Now we need to go for a thousand. So we're Still far away from a thousand. So let, let's get there, you guys. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to lockedonathletics at gmail.com. But today we are talking new tradition for the offseason. I'm calling it Fat Tuesday. I thought it was funny. Free agents, trades, fat. And then I just do it on Tuesdays because the branding was already there for me. So that is what we are doing on Tuesdays. Make sure to subscribe. Listen on Tuesdays. Listen every day, but listen on Tuesdays because we're going to be going over acquisition targets for the A's through trades or through free agency. And that is your Tuesday programming for for a while now. So since we don't know which direction the A's front office is leaning in terms of retooling or a full sell-off, it could go either way, uh, that gives us a little bit of leeway to begin with. And before start, and as moves start being made, I'll adjust some of the targets for the A's. If they trade Matt Olson, I'm going to be shooting a lot lower than I am currently on today's episode. So uh, just keep that in mind. I'm still shooting for, hey, we're going to contend. Because I, I haven't been told otherwise, and I'm still hoping that they give it one more go, I think. Um, so I'm also going to be assuming that there's not going to be much of a payroll change from the roughly $89 million that the A's ended up at in 2021. So we're still bargain hunting for guys on these episodes. Which guys do 
could they turn into like this year's or next year's Cole Irvin, which guys can give them a, almost 180 innings and pitch every game uh, out of the rotation for them. Guys like that. Which guys that have been overlooked can they bring in and make the new A's reclamation project? That's kind of what we're doing here. So first up, before I get into anything, I want to give you guys the grading system for this because I want this to be you guys evaluating the guys that I'm bringing. So it's basically a 1 to 10 scale. 1 uh, one is the lowest, and that is Matt Holiday. So if you don't like a guy, that is a Matt Holiday acquisition. And if you like a guy, 10 is the highest. And obviously, who who else but the greatest of all time, Ricky Henderson. So if you think that the guy that I bring up is a one target and you don't like it, that's a Matt Holiday. If you like it a lot and you want to see that person in green and gold, that is a Ricky Henderson. And for any number from two to nine, you give me an A's greats or not greats from the past and uh, evaluate it that way. And just, if you're on YouTube, leave it in the comments. If you're on social media, Twitter, uh, tweet it at us at Locked On A's and we will have lots and lots of fun. And I will have lots of fun guessing. Like if you say John Jaha, I'm like, are you going off like that one season that he had or like the entirety of his career? It's going to be fun. It could be very interesting. It could be, you could mean a two, but I think you mean like a seven. I don't know. We're going to have interesting conversations. So make sure to just follow us on social media. Let's have some fun this winter. And I feel like this could be a fun way to do it. And before I give you guys the first name on my list, I want to go over some of the A's needs as we enter the offseason. We're a couple weeks in, but we're still entering. We're still in the early stages because nothing can happen yet until the World Series is played. So until that happens, still early offseason. So first off, the A's need bullpen help. You saw it. I saw it. The bullpen needs some different arms. And more than that, they have a ton of arms hitting the free agent market. They got Yusmero Petit, Sergio Romo, uh, potentially Jake Diekman if they don't pick up his option, uh, potentially Andrew Chafin if the mutual option is not agreed to by both sides. Um, so they got potentially four spots that they need to fill. And there are going to be fresh faces in the A's bullpen in 2022, at least one. They could bring back Chafin, Diekman, and Yusmero Petit, and there would still need to be one new face probably. Um, so there's going to be a fresh face in there. Hopefully somebody throws hard. And the two guys that I'm going to be talking about throw hard. So, and they're also affordable. So it's going to be great. This is going to be a fun episode. So as I said a couple of weeks ago on the offseason preview, I think that Diolos Guerra is going to be sliding to use Mero Petit role next season. They could, they would save roughly $2 million. He's going to be owed, according to their, spoiler for tomorrow's episode, he's owed roughly through arbitration, about $900,000, and Yusmer Petit made, a, I think, 2.2, so uh, they'd, they'd be saving right around there. I'll do the actual math for tomorrow's episode, but uh, Petit finished with a 3.92 ERA and threw 78 innings, while Garrett threw 65 and two-thirds innings and had a 4.11 ERA, so not a lot of difference there. The innings are the thing that would be the most different between those two guys, in my opinion. Uh, Sergio Romo finished the season with a 4.67 ERA, in 61 and two-thirds innings pitched and made $2.25 million. So there's a little bit of money coming off the books between Petit and Romo, and one of their roles is seemingly already filled with Diolos Guerra taking over for Petit. So there's a little bit of money saved, but again, with arbitration, I'll talk about... I haven't plugged tomorrow yet. I'll plug tomorrow here in a second. Um, with arbitration salaries rising, they're not necessarily saving the money. It's just they're able to afford other guys as they get more expensive. So we'll talk about that a little bit on tomorrow's episode, and I'll plug it here in a second. But uh, 
sticking with the bullpen, that would leave us with a bullpen of Lou Trevino, Diolis Guerra, Andrew Chafin, and Jake Diekman as the main four cogs if those options for Diekman and Chafin are picked up. And then you got Sam Mole floating around, potentially being an interesting lefty option. Then you got Domingo Acevedo potentially vying for a spot in the bullpen as well. And the A's could also slot in A.J. Puck in the bullpen to replace Diekman or Chafin if they wanted to go that route to save another three and a half to $5 million too. So they have some options on the left side that are intriguing at the very least. Has it Will uh, Puck have figured it out by then? Not sure. But he hadn't stayed healthy until this season, so maybe just figuring out how to throw strikes is the next thing on his list. There's also Adam Kalerik. Remember when the A's traded for Adam Kalerik? Uh, he struggled the entirety of 2021, but he's still under contract, and he is also a lefty option for the bullpen. Maybe it was a down season. Uh, you know, coming off of 2020 and all that stuff, he'd had a couple of good seasons leading up to it, so maybe he's going to be okay. So with so moving, so many moving parts who will be on the A's radar? We're going to be taking a look at some of the available arms next. So stay locked in. We're locked on A's, and I'll be right back. This episode is being brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you're using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. RockAuto.com is a family business and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. RockAuto.com prices are always reliably low for every customer and to take advantage of some of those low, low prices, all you got to do is go to RockAuto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are just bursting with content over there, and any subscriptions are thoroughly appreciated, as are people that make Locked On A's your first listen every day. Again, we are free and available on all platforms. Thank you guys so much for just listening to the podcast first of the day on YouTube. Doing all those things really means a lot to me, so thank you guys so much. And I said that I was going to plug tomorrow's episode. I haven't done that yet, so here I am plugging tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the arbitration estimates that MLB Trade Rumors put out and seeing what the A's payroll looks like with those intact and what moves the A's may need to make in order to improve some of the parts of the uh, of the uh, of the roster that I'm talking about today, and that I'll be talking about on Tuesdays, Fat Tuesdays. Remember, subscribe. Um, and so, wh where is the A's payroll? What kind of room do they have to work with? What are we kind of hoping for at this point? That's what I'm talking about on tomorrow's episode. I've written down some of the math numbers. It's going to be a crunch. So we may go over some trades tomorrow, and who would they need to trade in order to get player X? that type of stuff. So make sure to tune into that one. But let's get into this episode and our first person on the docket. If the A's are going for it, one name that could be a reliable 
uh, it could be available on a short-term deal is former closer for the Reds and Angels, Rysel Iglesias. I like this guy. He's been very, very good. He pitched in a pitcher's park in Cincinnati and has always been really, really good. He was also really, really good for the Angels last year. So, hey, why not? He could also be a little bit more on the expensive side of things when it comes to A's and closers and whatnot because he's a proven closer and he's had an ERA above three just one time in the past six seasons. So he's been really consistent as well. But he's also entering his age 32 season in 2022, which could drop him into the A's price range. Maybe he's only going to be getting a two-year deal because relieving arms are volatile. And that's just how things work. We saw Liam Hendricks get a little bit of a deal, but he also had that postseason experience. He he pitched, he threw 50 uh, pitches against the White Sox to really solidify things for the A's last season. And that was kind of a launching pad moment, I think, for him. Russell Iglesias hasn't done that, so... Is he going to be looking at a three-year, 50-whatever-million? I don't think so. I think he's probably going to be entertaining something around the 8 to $10 million per year range. This is just my estimate. This is not MLB trade rumors. This is me guesstimating off the top of my head. So if that is the case, that is well within reason for the A's. Uh, I know that some of us are a little bit uh, not okay. Not not okay. Not, not, not okay. There we go. But, uh, you know, hey, we, we gave a bunch of money to Trevor Rosenthal last year, and that didn't do anything, and we could have used that money for something else. I don't think that'll happen again, but the A's are snakebitten whenever they hand out money, so I don't know. But adding Iglesias would move Trevino to the 7th or 8th inning, and I kind of like that idea. Trevino was pretty good for the most part, but once he started to falter, they didn't have another closer type, and I would like somebody with a little bit more experience, an actual closer, and moving Trevino to the 7th or 8th would give the A's a pretty solid back of the back end of the bullpen if Andrew Chafin is still around. That would give them a, a nice 7-8-9, no matter how you, you, you pair them together. 7-8-9 looks pretty good. Looks like a I would say, playoff bullpen. And then also you could trade them if you need to, if the A's are not doing well. Uh, last year with the Halos, Iglesias tossed 70 innings, saved 34 games, which is wild because the Angels didn't win that many games. Uh, and he had a 257 ERA. He also had a K per nine of 13.2 and a walks per nine of 1.5. Those are great numbers. His whip in each of the last two seasons has been under one. These are great things that I look for. You got high strikeout rate, low walk rate, your whip's below one. I love him. I want him in green and gold. He's a solid pitcher. He throws high 90s heat and has a slider with a 51% whiff rate. Those are great. He is in the top two, top two percentile, so 98th percentile, uh, in strikeout rate, fourth in walks, and eighth in exit velocity and expected batting average. And by those, I mean he's in the 92nd percentile. He's on the, the good end of these percentiles. Uh, throw him in a pitcher's park like the Coliseum, and he would probably see an even bigger bump. He'd been pitching in Cincinnati, and now, and also in uh, Angel Stadium, but throw him in the Coliseum, he's, he's going to be elite. He'd be regarded well, because he'd be on a playoff team. Hopefully, uh, the only two little circles on his baseball savant page that aren't red are max exit velocity, which I said yesterday, I do not care about because one pitch could set you there for the entire season and uh, you give up like 118 uh, mile per hour exit velocity to John Carlos Stanton and all of a sudden 
you're just in the first percentile of the entirety of the season. You cannot fix that. So max exit velocity means nothing to me. The other one is barrel percentage, which he ranked in the 30th percentile, which isn't great, but... Typically, barrel percentage would make me question a pitcher just a little bit, given that keeping the ball off the barrel is how so many A's pitchers have found success. But Rysel Iglesias' whiff percentage is in the 99th percentile. So what that means to me is if the batter can make contact, then they may make good contact. I can live with that. He's missing enough bats where I'm not terribly worried about him getting barreled up sometimes. Uh, and here's a fun stat for you guys that you should love with Rysel Iglesias. Of the 23 runners that he inherited in 2021, only five crossed the plate. That is a 22% inherited runner scoring percentage is what I'm going to call it. Uh, some of the A's relievers this season, Yusmero uh, Petit inherited 44 runners and allowed 15 of them to score. That is a rate of 34%. He is Probably not coming back, but still, that's a lot higher. Lou Trevino uh, inherited 16 runners, two scored. That's 12.5%. That's really, really good. That's why you like having Lou Trevino out there. Sergio Romo inherited 24 runners and 12 scored. That's pretty easy math. That's 50% of the runners that he got scored. Not great, Sergio. So even when he his ERA was, what, 461 is what I believe I said? It should it, it would have been higher just based on the guys that crossed the plate when he was on the mound. So uh, Andrew Chafin, let's move it over to him. Uh, he inherited 29 and allowed 10 to score. That is a 34% rate, but he was a lot better the year before. So it, it goes up and down, but a lot of these ones that I've been seeing, Sergio Romo has not been great with inherited runners over the, the recent parts of his career, the last few years. And uh, Lucharino's been pretty decent. Andrew Chafin has been a little bit up and down, but he was good in 2020, shortened season, but still. And then uh, finally, you got Jake Diekman. He inherited 17 and seven scored, and that is a 41% rate. Not great. And he has an option. We'll see if the A's pick it up. It is a club option, so balls in their court on that one, whereas Andrew Chafin... Uh, that is, they, they both have to agree on that one. And maybe he's looking for a multi-year deal after the season or seasons that he's had. Maybe we'll see what he, what he can do. And maybe he's still within the ace price range and the ace still bring them back for half a million dollars more in 2022. Uh, so you can see that adding Rice Iglesias with the subtractions of Petit and Romo would be a pretty decent upgrade just by itself. Chafin's rate was high in 2021, but in 2020, he had an 11% inherited runner scoring rate. Again, that's what I'm calling it. So I'm not mad at the 34% that he allowed in 2021 if we're looking ahead, if he is a member of the A's bullpen in 2022. Uh, <clears throat> so what do you think of adding Rysel Iglesias? It's pretty clear he'd be a boost to the bullpen, but do you think the A's have a shot at him? Comment below on YouTube or tweet at us at LockedOnAs on Twitter. Uh, again, the grading scale is you got um, Matt Holiday and Ricky Henderson, and you can fill in two through nine however you want. Let me know in the comments down below. But coming up, I've got one more target to consider for this week. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on uh, are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Football. 
There you go. Uh, head on over to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. If you haven't heard one of these ads in a minute, uh, we have changed the promo code. It is now locked on and you get your 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on. So make sure to use locked on as your bonus from football to basketball to boxing to playoff baseball right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports and that is why bet online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow our new YouTube channel. Get those subscribers going. Like, comment, review. Do all the things you need to do on all of the platforms. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So the second bullpen target that I have is somebody who is currently pitching in the postseason, and that is Ryan Tapera, who will be entering his age 34 season in 2022. Quick fun fact about Ryan Tapera. He finished 18th in the National League uh, MVP voting last year because somebody didn't mean to vote for him and he got a vote anyway. He was okay in 2020, but uh, somebody meant to vote for Trey Turner. I think it was one of the Cardinals beat writers for the Missourian. I don't know. Whoever it was, they accidentally voted for Ryan Tapera and now he will forever have finished 18th in the NL MVP voting and I find that hilarious. And now you know a little bit more about Ryan Tapera. There's some more stuff. I'll get into it later. Some more recent news for you guys. But why Ryan Tapera? I talked about it last winter. I talked about it yesterday, and I'm going to talk about it right now. Sliders are the pitch of baseball right now, and the A's need some guys with velocity that throw them. And by um, I mean sliders. Tapera's slider was his most used pitch in, in 2021, carrying a 45% uh, workload. He throws it 45% of the time. That's the most of any of his pitches, and batters hit just 132 against it and whiffed 50.6% of the time. Slightly lower, just slightly lower than Rysel Iglesias' slider, but that's two good sliders that the A's could legitimately have a chance at going and getting and just revamping the entire look of their bullpen, and I love that. For a team like the A's, this would be a huge signing if they got both these guys. If you get one of these guys, I'm okay with that. Uh, you could still, if, if they got Tapera and not Rysel Iglesias, they could put Tapera in the 7th or the 8th and then go Chafin and Lutrino. That'd be good, but I like Ryan Tapera as a depth option, uh, just making the bullpen a little bit longer. Uh, that sounds great to me. <laughs> uh, his previous paydays would suggest that he'll be in the A's price range too. In his six-year career in the big leagues, he's made over $1 million just once. And <laughs> I have a joke about that. I'll, I'll tell you guys that one here in a second. The A's could even go for like two years and like eight to $10 million. And I think that that would probably be fair market value if not, I mean, it depends on his market, but he could end up signing for a little bit less too, maybe two years, six or $7 million. And I think that that would also be a good deal, maybe for the A's, given how he's performed over the last couple of seasons. And, uh, and you know, I, I was going to save this for the end of this, but um, he's made news recently by basically in his post-game comments after game three against the Astros, he's currently on the White Sox now after being traded from the Cubs. He 
said, hey, it's weird how the Astros don't uh, barrel up as many balls when they're on the road. Isn't that strange? Well, basically saying, hey, the Astros are cheaters and I hate them. And so Dusty Baker had a bunch of words. And he's like, I didn't even know who Ryan Tapero was before we played the White Sox. And I don't know if he means in this series or you know, previous iterations of the White Sox who actually didn't have Ryan Tapera. So I, so I assume that he just realized who Ryan Tapera was, and that makes me laugh. Uh, good clapback by Dusty, I gotta say. And also, the stats don't necessarily support that uh, the Astros have been cheating because they've been fine, both home on the road. But uh, I get behind the sentiment. Screw the Astros, right? Yeah, I, I'm on board. Go Ryan Tapera. Um, and so I thought that that was funny. And so when I was reading that he's only made over a million dollars once, I started laughing to myself. I'm like, because nobody knows who he is. That's why. <laughs> but back to the written comments that I have for you guys. Uh, his stats between the Cubs and White Sox in 2021 include a 279 ERA and 0880 whip, which is really, really good. Uh, 5.1 hits per nine, 2.8 walks per nine and 10.9 strikeouts per nine. Those are all fantastic stats. These are stats that I look for when I'm looking for relievers, especially relievers. He doesn't get hit. He, he has a, a whip under one. Again, these are things that I said in the last segment. His walk rate, not necessarily high, but he's it's not as high as, you know, Jake Diekman and his five, 5.1. It's 2.8. That's, I'll, I'll live with that. That is fine. That is a very, very good reliever. And anything over 10 strikeouts per nine, I'm good with that. Honestly, I've grown up with the A's. Uh, yeah, Yuzmir Petit. His strikeout rate's not great, but he's still fairly effective most of the time. I'll take somebody who strikes out anything over one per nine, or, you know, nine per nine. So one in the inning is what I'll go with. Tapera could be a depth option or a late inning guy, depending on the A's needs. If they, you know, if they went over after uh, Rysel Iglesias and Ryan Tapera, then he'd probably be a depth uh, a depth guy. Or if somebody got hurt, he'd probably be a late inning guy. Or There's a bunch of different iterations of the A's bullpen, but depending on what they need, he could fit a bunch of different roles. He's also able to go multiple innings. He went two innings against the, the uh, Houston Astros in game three, shut him out. So I like him. He's a good option. That's playoff Houston Astros. Uh, name an A's reliever other than Lutra, or that other than uh, Liam Hendricks, who can go two innings against the Astros and shut them down. Actually, did Hendricks? Oh crap! Anyways, that was a side note. <laughs> I'm sure that there are going to be bigger markets with more money available to spend calling up Tapera this winter. But one thing that could land him in Oakland is that he and Andrew Chafin spent nearly the same amount of time in Chicago with the Cubs. They both got brought in in 2020. They both got traded right around the trade deadline. So maybe, maybe they're friends. I don't, I, I actually don't know, but <laughs> hoping uh, maybe he could be Oakland's inside man and talk the club up, especially if he picks up his end of the mutual option. That would mean, hey, I want to be here. Why don't I go try and recruit my, my buddy who's a free agent and let's go run this back. Let's go win a championship with my buddy Ryan over here. I like that idea. So is it out of the realm of possibility? No. Is he probably going to go somewhere else? Yeah. There's also the fact that he started a little word battle with the Astros postgame comments. And I just told you guys about that. That was uh, hilarious to me. And uh, I thought that they were very, very spicy comments. And I'm very worried about what the Astros bats are now going to do to the White Sox pitchers in uh, in today's game, I guess, as you're listening to this on Tuesday. Because uh, if we... 
the Seattle Mariners held a grudge the entire season because of one just off comment that Cole Irvin had. You think that in the middle of the playoffs, this team that has been rallying upon uh, just feasting on people's hatred of them is going to take a post-game comment like that from Ryan Tapera sitting down? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's going to... I think that this is going to be... If he actually gets to pitch against them again in this series, it's going to be basically them taking out all of their frustration on Mike Fires on Ryan Tapera. And I don't wish that on him by any means. Um, but anyways, Rysel Iglesias and Ryan Tapera are my two picks to revamp the A's bullpen. Am I shooting a little bit high? Probably. But we're shooting high right now. We don't know what the A's are going to do. We don't know how much money they're necessarily going to spend. It probably cost a little bit too much combined, but maybe the A's make a, a financial trade, move some money around, and make it work. We'll see. Maybe they can sign them each to thousand-year deals and pay them in you know one-dollar installments for eternity. Maybe that's something that they'd be into. I don't know. So, do they have the money to go after these guys? I'm talking about the A's payroll situation uh, with MLB trade rumors, arbitration es estimates baked in on tomorrow's show. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And again, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. Now go make Locked On MLB your second lesson. Sully is giving you a breakdown of all the goings on of the postseason, and he has some pretty spot on takes. He's a great guy. Go listen to Locked On MLB. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So that is it for me today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk with you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.